Welcome to Joe Says What, episode number two, where my friend Jeff Hunter joined me today on Wednesday, September 2nd, and we discussed a wide variety of topics in the uh, political atmosphere. Some of you might enjoy this listen, some of you might be like, really, you're going to talk politics already? But guess what? That's okay. I like to uh, hear different people's perspectives on things and their opinions on different matters. So, hope you enjoy this episode. My friend Jeff is definitely an interesting human being. He has a lot of interesting takes on subjects that are out there going on in our world. So, listen in. Let me know what you think. Again, thanks for following me. Um, You can find me on Facebook at Joe Says What. You can find us on Twitter at Joe Says What PC. And you can also listen in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and there will be other platforms available soon. So let me know what you think, and I'll see you guys soon. Uh, yeah, sir. Yeah. What's up, Mr. Well, wouldn't you know it, I'm stuck in a staggone traffic jam here on I-75, right here in this construction zone at the Lachlan Split. Oh, shit. So I hope nobody... Has had an accident. I hope it's just road construction. It could be protesters. <laughs> I think there's always a chance it could just be some protesters. Protesters. You never Nobody'd know. Nobody'd be stopping for protesters because all yeah. lives splatter. <laughs> that is true. That that can that can happen here and there. <laughs> but I wouldn't suggest it because that could lead to criminal charges, Jeffrey. That could lead to criminal charges, and Jeffrey Hunter doesn't need that. <laughs> that on your CSA score for driving the big rigs. Oh, they're not supposed anyway. to be on the roadway anyway. Yeah, they shouldn't be. I don't think they have a right to be on the roadway and block traffic. It shouldn't be allowed. But I guess in 2020, everything's allowed. At least that's the way it seems. Everything, everybody's oh. given a pass. We're we're nine levels through the Jumanji, so we're almost there. <laughs> how, how many levels are in Jumanji? <laughs> I don't know. I'm hoping just twelve. Hopefully twelve. <laughs> <laughs> then we can start all this. <laughs> we get we December thirty first. We yell Jumanji, and it, it all, all starts, starts over. over well, wouldn't it be like January twentieth would be the opportune end? You know, when we when we. Uh, uh, put in our next president into office or we announce that President Trump stays in office? Is that when we yell Jumanji that day? I I guess that's, you know, I don't know if we had to put on the vagina hats or not and yell Jumanji. Can't be offended, nobody. Gotta worry about my base, Jeffrey. (laughs) I try to turn away anybody on on episode two. (laughs) We, we don't want to offend the church folk. <laughs> That's right. The church folk <laughs> might get mad at me for episode two. So, yeah, you already, I think you already offended him with that whole Slayer thing yesterday or the day before when you made your last. Possibly. Recording. I was worried about if I could get into the pearly gates with my playlist. I don't know how that works. If we get to take like a flash drive, if someone sticks a flash drive in my pocket, if I'll be able to use it up there. Or there, whatever, wherever I go, do I get to use that flash drive? Put my favorite songs on it. Let me jam out a little bit. Yeah, I can. I can see Jesus now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I let you up here, and you brought this shit with you. <laughs> do you not see these streets of gold, the pearly gates, and you're going to bring in that filth? Hey, you never know how it works out. Nobody knows. That's the best part about it. You're going to have to go take that stuff over to the <laughs> landfill and listen to that. <laughs> I don't even know if they have landfills in the in the. Uh... <laughs> I mean, what would the landfills in heaven well, be filled I, with? I I imagine there more people think like you that oh I'm going to go up there and listen to Led Zeppelin. You never know. I, I think somebody did post Stairway to Heaven in my uh, replies to their funeral playlist. Will that get you there? Oh, yeah. That was a, that was a give me right there. Everybody's going to Yeah, but it was one. a plagiarized song, I believe. I think they even got sued over that damn song. 
So yeah. how do you use that on your playlist when it's well, clear I, feed? I, I, I'm commandments. not sure. Thou shalt not steal. I, the I know there was a, a lot of litigation litigation going on with that but i know i don't know what the conclusion ever the was the conclusion was is whoever yeah, pissed you off didn't to... have as much money as jimmy page is what the conclusion <laughs> <laughs> but if you listen to to the music to both of those songs i mean they are eerily similar yeah, yeah they are i'll give you that uh, speaking of which i you where do, what where do you weigh in on the whole ghostbusters uh huey lewis i want a new drug controversy because I don't think – I mean, they, yeah, they sound alike, but I don't think that one ripped off the other. I'm going to have to look back into this. I've never heard this one before. You, you've never heard yeah. it? Oh, yeah, that, that was tied up in court for you, years. I they finally ended up, up – Ray Parker Jr. Yeah, Ray Parker Jr. finally, I think, just settled it. Uh, gave him a big cash payment just to make it all go away because it had drug out for so long. Well, who is Ray Parker Jr.? Hey, you got to fill me in here a little bit. He's the one. He's the one that sings Ghostbusters. All right. The original Ghostbusters. And they're saying he stole that Back from, from my. Uh, who stole it from who? Did Huey Lewis steal it from them, or did Ghostbusters steal it from him? No. Because They're saying that Ray Parker Jr. stole it. I think I watched Ghostbusters was... before I listened to Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know which came first. Huey Lewis was age. claiming Ray Parker Jr. ripped him off. It, you know, like I said, they, they sound similar, but uh, they're, you know, I, you can't really tell. I mean, uh, every song sounds similar. There's only so many chords and frets and notes that you can play. That everything's going to sound a little similar. Yeah. You can't have every song sound like Smoke on the Water. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'd get kind of bored with that, I think. Every song was like, I mean, it'd get kind of dragged out if everybody wrote that same riff. I mean, hell, listen to Smoke on the Water and then listen to Iron Man back to back. Them are like both fifth grade, sixth grade guitar riffs that were insanely popular. I mean, that's like your beginning guitar riff songs, I believe, if you don't know how to play guitar tend to lean in them directions i would assume my fingers aren't long enough yeah, to play guitar i got them little stubby fat fingers <laughs> i can play power chords and that's it no solo you're a bass player <laughs> big stubby fingers what's wrong with bass players every band needs a solid bass <laughs> player to stay in the pocket bro <laughs> I mean, it has to happen. You can't have a complete. Nothing back-up. wrong with being a bass player if you like. If you like cats. Yeah, that's a good point. If you like. Yeah. I wonder if Jason Newstead had a cat when they were playing Justice for All. Bass players are the equivalent of, of cat ladies. <laughs> all right, I'll give you that one. I'll let you have that one. Bass players are the equivalent of cats. It's an old running joke. Who wrote that joke? I got to know. It's probably before your time. Whoever wrote that joke probably wasn't even a bass player, I'm going to (laughs) assume. Well, there was a a meme on Facebook uh, several years ago where it had, like, lead guitar player. He had two chicks on each arm, you know, and then the lead singer, he had, like, four chicks on each arm. Then you had the drummer who had one chick, you know, that was his wife. <laughs> and then you had the bass player that had a cat. <laughs> I hate cats, too. I can't stand cats. That's probably why I was never a fucking big Poison fan in that whole movement of the uh, 80s hair bands is because Poison said, look what the cats dragged in. Yeah, they yeah. lost me right when they said that. Right off the jump, they lost me. Second, they reference cats because I'm allergic to cats. I can't handle them. Didn't you have a cat there at your house? No, for a my while? mother had a cat. You'd think that my mother loved me oh, enough that's to right. not have cats. Deborah. Because, because her son's allergic <laughs> to Shout cats. Shout out to Deborah. But no, she has a cat. <laughs> you know, 
hey mom i'm allergic to cats here like to come over and visit but guess what you got this little fucking feline running around the house can't fucking hang out very long and now i've had a squirt for two weeks oh, now, mom. oh shit leave that alone gotta give her a break <laughs> oh, she's eating crackers and drinking water now. <laughs> Everything's all good. Oh, <laughs> and then she got a COVID test, too, because, you know, diarrhea is a symptom of coronavirus. So she got a COVID <laughs> test. Well, guess what? She came to my fucking house. Like, why? You try to infect me. <laughs> Joseph, I got something I'd like to share with you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> So did you ever come up? Uh, surely you listened to my 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 debut episode Monday. Yeah, yeah, did, yeah. Not bad. I was I was thoroughly impressed. Right. It was did you uh, start your Did you start nope. your funeral playlist yet? I I've given it some thought. I haven't really written anything down. I I know that my final song was going to be Rod Stewart's. I was only joking. All you know, because right. I like me. it. You was only joking. I was I was only joking. I like I could get with that. I figured it'd be infatuation. If you were gonna go with Rod Stewart, <laughs> that could be your opening song. <laughs> Every everybody that's infatuated with all the shit that you've had to say throughout this uh this life live. Uh, my opening song would probably be Rod Stewart's Maggie May. I mean, because that's that's very descriptive of my youth. There you go. Do you know any Maggies? Uh, I've had several Maggies. <laughs> Every young man has had a Maggie Mae. There life. you go. There you go. There's always that one girl, like Sam Kennison. That one girl! <laughs> she broke your heart! What is her name? Oh, oh, oh! Oh, my God. Good Lord. Good Lord. So that would be on your uh, seven-inch playlist, <laughs> seven-inch record, if you went with the seven-inch record. Because, see, I mean, you kind of <laughs> mentioned something yeah. earlier yeah, before we decided to record <laughs> you. Now, you, you were talking about, about maybe taking some of your ashes and making a pressed recording. For, for a record? Is that, is that what I heard yes, correctly? Yes, there's this uh, andvinyl.com site. And they take your ashes now. Now, I haven't looked into it enough in the detail to, like, go ahead with my planning stages yet. Obviously, I can't plan this before this. So somebody's got to take this ball and roll with it when I'm gone. But they something yeah. to the effect that is, and you got the, uh, the, the fireworks. Is this a, like a local business I, I, that does this? I or? don't know. I don't think it's like you every local to, uh, local. Because uh, I'm not going to count. I'm not counting on Shannon to pack those ashes up again. <laughs> Return to Cindy. Yeah, you never know. Maybe my boo will follow through. She might fall through. She's not going to have a choice at this matter. I think everybody might be a little bit disappointed if they show up and they don't get a record at this point. And and the you know the people that, that are pressing this record. I mean, you're, my God, Joe, you're a big man. <laughs> Seven inch record. How how many pressings are you going to have? <laughs> Again, I didn't I didn't divulge too much into this. I need to look into it more because it said you have that site and then you have the uh, the fireworks site that I brought up. You're you're gonna have you're gonna have an anthology. Oh, shit. <laughs> Forty number one albums from my funeral. Who sent us three hundred pounds of ash? <laughs> Who is this lard ash? <laughs> oh my god. Who is this lard ash? You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't even know how to respond to that. Now, if you make the fire, I could contribute more. I guess you could say. That way, I have a huge firework display. Hang on here. Uh oh, he's getting the NSA listening in, trying to fuck up this recording. Episode two, Wednesday, September the second, twenty twenty, and Jeffrey's having physical malfunctions. Oh my gosh! I'll, I'll hang with you for a minute because I could, I could fucking chop this shit out. 
But then again, I might leave it in there. Let people hear the struggle that I have to go through to get this What's in the world. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Had a few technical difficulties, but you're back in the land. You are back in the land of Joe. Okay. So now I got to get to the reasons I wanted you to be on today. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> what is your current opinion of Trump's first four years in office so far? Uh, what do you I, like? You mean like an honest assessment of the yeah, effects of his policies or policy overall? All the whole thing, wherever you Overall, I think he's done a good job. I mean, I got no. <clears throat> Hang on a minute. I'm about to set a curse word. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. Overall, I think he's done a good job. You know, he's, he certainly has brought the country back from the brink, so to speak. Uh, yes. We're still on the ledge, in my opinion. Uh, this country has got a terrible spending problem and I don't think he's done as good a job as he could have done. I mean, I, Congress has control of the budget, but yeah, he, he, there, there's some things I wish he would have stood a little bit more firmer on as far as spending goes. Uh, but uh, I mean, overall, yeah, I think he's... I, I I mean I'm not one of these left wing kook people that thinks that oh Donald Trump has caused all this division. No, sorry that 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 was going on before Trump ever come down the escalator. And I can uh, agree with that. And I'm not. It sends me into orbit when I see and hear people say things like, "Well, Donald Trump made it." For racist to come out of their hiding places or some crap like that. I can get behind That's, that. I mean, there uh, was, and I, I said this throughout eight years of the Obama administration. I, you know, I told you, you like what this president is doing for your side now, but there is going to be the rubber band is going to snap back, and you're not going to like it. You're not going to like he he went way beyond his boundaries of his executive powers and I that I try to tell people you're not gonna like it when the next president who isn't a Democrat uses those very same powers that he's assuming you're not gonna like the, the result of it that is the so, truth I see I think I the problem not- we have now is that with Trump in office I think that him and Obama, are such polar opposites of each other that oh yes it's it's not an easy transition from one to the next they're not the uh, status quo politicians you had a basically a president in obama that was a what a city leader for his city he never was organized yeah community organizer there you go he was in that issues in Chicago doing that and then he talks a few times and then all of a sudden he's your Democratic candidate and then pretty yeah, much won that, in the landscape. That always blew say. my mind how somebody can just come out of nowhere. I mean has zero executive experience. <laughs> no, almost no political experience to be honest. Yes. And comes out and beats the premier powerhouse in Democrat politics, Hillary Clinton for the nomination. Yeah, she's got. I mean, it's just almost astounding. Like multiple times, one has to war- wonder what was going on behind the scenes that made that happen, because yes. that just that just something like that just don't happen. Yeah, very seldom. See, I thought the Republicans would have went towards a uh, Bobby Jindal. But he's kind of disappeared. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was a big fan of Bobby Jindal. But would you look? I mean, Trump come out and he was a lightning rod. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, he come out and just and just set the world on fire with rhetoric and and his irreverence. You didn't see that with Obama. O- Obama and Clinton, when they were running, having their runoff for the nomination. So how did he? How was it that he managed to sweep aside all the Clinton money and nail down the nomination? Yeah. That's a question for the ages. Yeah, I'm not suggesting a conspiracy, but I just want to know how it was done. Yeah. One that we'll probably find an answer to one of these days, hopefully, maybe. I mean, everybody yeah. always talks and about shit in hindsight when it comes to presidencies. It's always the next president looks for everything that the previous president did wrong instead of worrying about what they could do right for the next four years or eight years. I think they get their goals misprioritized. I think Trump has spent a lot of time worrying about Hillary's emails and the Obama administration where he should have been potentially um, trying to bring people together, I guess you could say, where it seems like he almost enjoys the division, I believe. So, well, that's part of New York politics. I mean, you, you've been to New York. You know how people are up there. That's that's the norm. That's the way President Trump is. And a lot of people don't realize this. Especially, you know, us Midwesterners, who's, you know, for the most part, have, the biggest city they've ever been to is maybe Cincinnati or Indianapolis. Yes. You know? They haven't been to a, a big metropolitan area like New York City. That's how they, things operate up there. I mean, it's, it's a whole different dynamic than, you know, small town USA or flyover country or whatever you yeah. want to Instead call of it. calling them the New York Yankees, they should be called the New York assholes. <laughs> I think that would be a more fitting name for that team. Forget about yeah, forget it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah, people don't say yes, ma'am, and shit like that up there. They might not even hold the doors for each other. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, it's like I, I was uh, making a delivery up there to New York, and I got lost on the Jersey Turnpike. Got off on the wrong exit. I'm trying to get back to the Turnpike, and i am got this 53-foot trailer, and truck and i'm going down this residential neighborhood you know knowing i ain't supposed to have this truck here but i am desperately trying to and all of a sudden this guy on his porch hollers at me hey stop right there (laughs) comes out there and he's telling me how to get back giving me directions you know to get back to the to the turnpike you know because he is a local driver Mm -hmm. and there's traffic stacking up behind me and they're starting to lay on their horns and he now we're in the middle of a neighborhood children out playing you know old old people sitting on their porches enjoying the evening and whatnot and he steps down off my step looks back at the car behind me hey suck my fucking balls you know and i'm like right in the middle of this (laughs) and the thing is nobody even looked up I, I'm my when he said that my butthole puckered up like oh my god here come the he bullets. He didn't even take his shoe but off. Hit nobody inside the head yeah. with the shoe. <laughs> and uh, I mean these people just said yeah that's the norm. Yep, that's no doubt. You know and these these two people the, the car behind me and him they're starting to yell and scream at each other cuss and every other word is fucking fuck fuck fuckity fuck <laughs> you know. Yep. That's just way New York is. This, it's a different world than what we're like used New to. New York, Philadelphia, get, all the you know, people over there. Yeah. Whole different mindset, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So do you think... Yeah, if somebody from the Midwest hears that kind of stuff, and they're offended. Yeah. Oh, people are so easily offended these days, which we'll get into that also. <laughs> so do you uh, think that Trump has been given a fair shake 
to do his job because he had a oh, chance no. at the beginning of his term where they had the House and Senate to do multiple things to move this country forward if you are on the Republican side of the ticket, just as Obama had multiple chances to do things where he, in some people's opinions, didn't do much of anything. Trump had the opportunity to set back a lot of his policies, but failed to do so. Okay. I'm going to break this down. All right. Uh, At the beginning, uh, Barack had the benefit of having a majority in in the Senate, a slim majority, not a not a big not one one that could override a veto or yes. anything, but he had a slim majority which allowed Harry Reid to be, uh, what do you call it? The not the Speaker of the House, but the the head of the Senate. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's little bit Senate Majority Leader. <laughs> <laughs> And Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House. They had a majority in Congress, okay? Mm-hmm. They were trying to cram this through. They weren't getting the Democrat votes for it because the Democrats knew how unpopular that affordable health care, or should I say unaffordable health care yes. bill was. So they had to do a lot of backroom dealing. You and I know that everybody knows it. They had to cut a lot of deals to get these Democrats because they knew once they voted yes on this, they were going to lose in in November at the next election. So a lot of deals were cut. Now, you take Trump. He had a majority in the Senate and in the Congress. He got no help from Mitch McConnell and no help from uh, Ryan, Paul Ryan, Mm -hmm. at all. And how many Lindsey Graham, John McCain, all those rat bastards swore up and down on the campaign trail, we're going to get rid of Obamacare first thing on our agenda. And I'll be damned. What did they do when they got there? We're not going to give Trump a win here. Yeah, I think they were afraid. See, when Trump ran, I didn't vote for Trump. But while I was going to vote for Gary Johnson and you know, I kind of <laughs> yeah, don't fuck with that. <laughs> I'm gonna bid my cast the ballot for Mr. Johnson, <laughs> Gary Johnson and Bill Ward. Yeah, I did. I didn't vote for Gary Johnson. I just totally skipped the presidential election for the first time in my life, all because of the Aleppo talk. It drove me nuts. So I donated to the Libertarian. What? Wait, wait. What? What's fuck Aleppo? You, Jeff. <laughs> 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 I, I got, you know, I felt bad for the guy. Really, yeah. honestly, I did when that happened. But I just, I giggled endlessly. Yes, <laughs> I should have still, vo- I should have still voted for him just so they could, so the Libertarian Party can approach that five percent number to where they can get funding for their party. They have such a small, uh, such a hard time getting to that threshold because I think people feel that we only have two choices that we can pick from where I think mm. a lot of people, if they take a chance, take a time to look into what they believe and self reflect a little bit. I think they probably agree with most of the libertarian party's ideas on the right. You got, mm-hmm. you got the Republicans all the way over on the far right side that have these ideas that a lot of people on the left can't roll with. And the same thing with the Democrats on the left. They have ideas that are so far over on the left that the people on the right can't get behind instead of anybody focusing on the middle group of people, which is probably your largest majority of any group, period. Right. I I mean, would you agree with me that the Democrat Party has gone – Socialist left. Uh, yes, without a doubt. I mean, some For some the most people part, I mean, think that it's like we're lending, we're trying to lend a helping hand to everybody. But I don't see how this country can afford to keep lending helping hands to everybody when we don't even help our own. I mean, yeah, there's well, there's, like there's, there's, there's stuff, homeless you know, the people everywhere, social. and we're worried about taking care of everybody else. We can't even take care of our own. Right. I yeah, I totally agree with that. It's like Ronald Reagan said, you know, the best social program is a job. Yes, without a doubt. 
I mean, and they want to have, you know, they want, the government keeps overstepping their boundaries where they're like, oh, we got to make all of these businesses pay everybody $15 an hour. I do not see how that is beneficial to a small business in Liberty, Indiana, or Connersville, or Rushville, or well, any small town America where you don't make enough money to pay somebody $15 an hour. I mean, you can already see in your McDonald's and Wendy's and different places where they're replacing workers with kiosks so that they can keep yeah. their keep their funds down on what they pay on salaries. I mean, right. sounds like and a great idea, uh, but I don't know, think it's... it's it's a realistic idea. I mean, you got to have beginner jobs for kids or people where they're starting out their careers of work. Yeah. Well, minimum wage was never meant to be a living wage. It no. wasn't. It was, it was an entry level wage. Yes. To gain work experience. And yes, you know, but uh, it's almost like some of ahead. these leaders in Washington, I mean, you go back to the days of the Clinton and Gore days. I mean, they made it so easy to buy a house that, I mean, you could not make much of anything and go get a loan for a house. And it was simple. Mm -hmm. And then they wonder why a few years later we have freaking houses being foreclosed on left and right because people can't afford them. Sounds right. like a great idea. The it house wasn't. It wasn't implemented correctly. Well, and I really wouldn't blame Clinton for that. He just kind of expounded upon an idea that was put forth by the Carter administration of putting everybody in a home, whether they could afford it yes. or not, instead of like well, Clinton, Clinton we get, just addressed Clinton is getting everybody working anyway for that. I mean, some people yeah. portray him as well, a guilty just, party on that one. He, he, yeah, he, well, he exacerbated the yes. problem. And uh, a lot of people, they won't, they don't want to discuss the, but Bush, I, it wasn't actually Bush himself, but his um, treasury secretary told him, kept telling him, look, you need to address this housing bubble crisis because when this thing, if this thing pops, it's going to be bad. Yes. And he went to Congress 17 different times to try to get them to fix that problem. Yes. And the Barney Franks and, and um, what was the other dude? His name is escaped. Dodd. Uh, is it Chris Dodd? No, 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 no. Uh, Anyways, keep going. I can't remember. I can't remember his name. Um, they... They just come out against this. They, I mean, they declared war on Bush and tried to, you know, make it seem like he, he was picking on little people, yes. poor people, instead of ever addressing, well, you know, this if, if this economic bubble bursts, who's it going to affect worse? Poor yes. people. It's, it's, poor <laughs> people are always affected. There, I think a lot, uh, most issues in Washington, they try to use the uh, poor people and minorities as footballs in their big game. You know, if you can grab them, you can gain a few more a few more yards, so to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the media will go right along with it and say, oh, yeah, look at them picking on the poor people. Yep. It's, a, it's just, yeah, it's a political football, to be sure. Yep, that is without <clears throat> So... At the beginning of Trump running for president, he was portrayed as, you know, the grabber by the pussy guy, the guy that didn't show up and uh, avoided, the, avoided the draft. He's a draft dodger. Like, all these people that sit there and accuse him of being a draft dodger, if you put yourself in President <laughs> Trump's shoes and you have a family that's worth millions of dollars, are you going to go take bullets? <laughs> I don't think anybody in the right mind would say, sure, sign me up. You might have a handful, but most people's not going to do it. So I think they just say that just to try to put him down. It seems like we're in a kind of oh, yeah. where instead of people talking about similarities, we focus on all of our differences, which leads to all of these arguments. And, I mean, it's all over Facebook. You got people that defriend you because of your political beliefs. You have people that – 
won't talk to their friends that they've known forever because of who they who they root for in the game. And I find that very mm-hmm. shitty that this is the world that we've got to. I mean, we need to establish a country where we discuss things more and have conversations. And you oh, yeah. start to see yeah, it, especially with all of these more recent things that have happened, your COVID-19s. I mean, did Trump ever have – I mean, what do you think about Trump's response to the COVID-19 thing? Because right from the jump, he was – he shut down the border – or shut down international flights from China, and they're calling him a xenophobe while they're out saying, oh, go to Chinatown, go to Chinatown. He's being a xenophobe. Go to the beach. Yeah, go to the beach. Go have fun in the sun. I mean, what do you think? Did, is there any chance he could have done anything right here? <laughs> well, not in the eyes of his opponents and in the media. No matter what he did, it, it was going to be wrong. Yes. You know, but I, 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 you know, given the information that we had at the time, I mean, I think he did everything that was available to yes. him. Now, a lot of people accuse him, oh, that he he uh, <clears throat> did away with that. Uh, the the thing that Obama put in place for the thing, which I'm like oh. fucking Joe Biden there for a minute. You know the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing. <laughs> to be self-evident, you know. <laughs> Come on, man. Why, 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 why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. I, I can't remember the name of the program, but anyway, it was a group of spe- scientists, biologists, vi- virologists that were set up to take care and study these. They're still there. Now, he gets accused, of, oh, well, he got rid of that. That's why this virus broke it. No, he didn't get rid of it. All he did was he broke apart that particular group and folded those people See, they're still employed by Washington. They're still on the federal payroll and folded them into the Department of Homeland Security. So everything that Obama set up is still there. It's just under a different name. Yeah, they basically okay, so that, that argument that that he uh, dismantled this group of experts that allowed this virus to break out is just. It's totally false. It's totally false because all of the experts that were employed under Obama are still employed under Trump. They're just under – they just got folded into the Department of Homeland Security, and that way there's not this huge budget. They operate under the Department of Homeland Security's budget yeah. instead of their own budget. See, nobody will believe that. Okay. Even with explaining so, that, nobody will still believe it because they hate Trump. <laughs> Which I don't. Well, you can Google it <laughs> out there in listening land, wherever you are. You all this can be Googled. Yep. Everybody only believes their truths. You know, truths over facts, as Mr. Biden says. You don't totally believe <laughs> what you want to believe. Everything else we, is fake news. Which is another thing, yeah. Trump. Before he started uttering fake news, <laughs> do you believe that the phrase fake news? has been used in an abundance of situations where it's not necessary? Does it make anything where it's almost unbelievable? Because everything... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like any catchphrase, man. Once it catches, sets fire, it's going to go up, burn like wildfire. Yes. I mean, you could have some... But, the weatherman could come out and say, hey, the sky's blue, and somebody will say fake news. Somebody somewhere will say fake news. I mean, I, I said long before President Trump ever came on the scene that the media is the enemy of the people. I said that, you know, I'm not saying that I came up with that, but I said that a long time before anybody was even talking about that. Yes, they're just out trying to, you know, hook, line, and sinker you into watching their channel. Yeah. it's Anything right. to get you to... Stop ratings. flipping the channel. Ratings. Yep, it's a ratings game. I, I, now that is a whole nother ball game. As you could talk, we could talk about the media, how they're portrayed. I mean, is there a media that's honest anymore, at all? Uh, I, I can't say for sure. You know, because 
I, I don't know whether they're because nobody's going to get it right a hundred percent of the time. You yes. know what you got to distinguish nowadays is whether they're being deliberately dishonest or if they're just being incompetently you know, reporting the news without looking at all angles and gathering all the facts. Yes. So, I mean, I mean, there's none of them that's a hundred percent. I mean, I mean, I've seen Fox news, the one that they say, is, you know, everybody hates Fox news, but for some reason it, it pulls down more ratings than any other news, any two left-wing news outlets, yes, you know, so they got to be doing something right. I think it's all the legs. Have you ever noticed that they put on all the ladies on like the five and all them where they have all their legs? <laughs> I think <laughs> well, that's part CNN of it. used to do that, man, back in the, when, uh, in the nineties, yeah, CNN had the hottest smoking, hottest anchors. Yep. Just, sometimes I watch CNN back then just just to see who was talking to me. Illusion? Just for two seconds, sir. Sorry, another technical difficulty. But we're still here. Again, like, well, I'm, Sounds like you're talking I'm through not, a tube. I'm not, I'm not I don't know if we can say the smoking hottest news people. Because that will offend the uh, Me Too group of people. I mean, the whole. Everybody is so offended now. How do we get past being so offended by it? Hold on a second. Your microphones, it's either you or me. I'm not sure which one of us it is. There you are. Welcome. Good another, Lord. Another technical difficulty. <laughs> hey, you, we're going to have these technical difficulties here. We're only on episode number two of Joe Says What, so it's only up from here, boss. It's only up from here. So uh, what was I? Oh, the the uh, the smoking hot anchors on CNN back in the day. You yeah. know, even that is uh, offensive these days, saying a simple phrase like that. They keep saying, oh, it's just locker room talk. Well, people don't like locker room talk now all of a sudden. It's offensive. How do we get nation being so offended at other people's opinions and differences? You're asking me how? Yeah, how do we move past all the being offensive? (laughs) Dude, that's beyond my pay grade. I, (laughs) I wouldn't have any idea about how to move past it. Other than to say, you know... Suck it up, buttercup. Get over it. <laughs> men yep. are going to be men. Women are going to be women. I, You know, and the, here's the thing. You know, I, I used to work at a place, I don't know, Landis Plastics. We used to go out on Thursday nights to the, to the bar, and we'd drink round after round. You know how I, coworkers are. And I'm telling you, that factory that I worked at was like 80% women. And believe you me, women can say some filthy stuff, especially when you get a little liquor in them. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> we all heard they, they had. There were some women that worked there that made me turn red. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, it embarrassed me, the I mean, things that... They're all fucking white claws. And I won't get into the graphic details of it here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and I was like, 24, 25 years old back then and thinking nothing could have been me, but I was like, holy crap. I hope my mother didn't hear me. <laughs> Never yep. hears telling me being in this kind of company. Yep. So where do you think, where do you think, where do you think we are now in the whole COVID issues? Do you think we're uh, nearing the end of the COVID issues, or do you think we're still right smack dab in the middle? Are we moving forward, or are we just spinning our wheels? Until we can get rid of these communist socialists that have taken over Washington, D.C., it's never going to end. There's always going to be a... Now, I'm not saying COVID-19 is fake. It is obviously very real. Yes. But there's so much that we don't know about it 
and you cannot rely on the media to tell you the truth about any of it. Yes. Now, if people want to wear masks, that's their business. I, you know, if it makes you feel safer, fine, do it. But to be locked down and restricted from these mandates that don't have any, you know, they're not statutes. I find a little disconcerting that people will just stand back and let this happen to them. Yes. Um, you know, when I start seeing a virologist or a biochemist or somebody like that wearing a simple cloth mask to avoid getting a, a virus or bacteria, then you can convince me to wear a mask everywhere. But yes. until then, I, you know, I'll, I'll take my chances. I'll keep I'll wash my hands. I'll maintain the distance, which, you know, I do that anyway. You know, <laughs> you know me. I don't like being around people anyway. Yes. I like being around my circle of friends, and that's about it. But the people you don't know. Right. Because, like, you know, you. how many times have you tried to get me to go to a concert with you? Mm -mm. Oh, multiple times. You won't go. <laughs> so, no. I'm not even going to bother to ask to get our concert <laughs> I'm no, going nuts with no concerts. It's driving me batshit. I just want to, I just, that's why I'm like all for everybody trying the mask thing. If we all try it, if that means we can get concerts back and sporting events, you know, and then I'll start fucking, you know, preaching the wear your mask. I mean, I'm like you, it's a, if you want to wear one, cool. If you don't, whatever. I understand yeah. store asking I'm, people to wear them doesn't bother me, but a lot of people, you got all your cans that show up at Lowe's and. Home Depots and Walmarts, and they just flip their shit because they get asked to put on a mask. I just oh, yeah. throw it off so I can get in and out because the second a Karen of, uh, confronts me about not wearing one, <laughs> I start coughing on them. Or if somebody fucking says something about me being some liberal pussy for wearing one, I'll probably take it off and just start coughing on them. Be like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, so it kind of goes both ways. Everybody yeah. makes everything political now, and it drives I, me nuts. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm I'm pretty liberal here on this issue. If, do what you want to do. But, yes. you know, I, I like you, I don't want some Karen coming up and getting in my face about, you know, what my choices are. Exactly. If, if, you're, if your mask works, then put it on, then you're protected from me. Now, see, that's one of the things I really like that Trump did is he left every state to do their own thing, deal with it oh, in yeah. your own way. You got and all you these stuff that's like, oh, the president should just lock down the whole country. You know? Now, right. would that have been a good idea to do it? I don't know. Again, armchair quarterbacking is easy. Hindsight's yeah, always Does he have the power to do that? You know, I, outside of a national emergency. Yeah, if it was a national emergency, yes, but I don't believe – this is a national emergency. I think it's a big deal. I mean, you can, I mean, the numbers, if that would be the other thing is that with all these numbers, you can't believe them. They are so hard to believe because one day they tell you something and the next day they tell you the exact opposite. So where the yeah. fuck do you look for the truth in that? You got to look somewhere in the middle. Well, even the middle is like as wide as the ocean. I mean, there is no middle. Yeah. As, but as far as these numbers go and what they're going to tell us, I, that takes years of study. Yes. You know, because they're just now, within the last couple of years, finding out the full impact of the SARS virus, the swine flu virus, and all that. I mean, so we're not going to know the absolute, you know, it's, it has takes a lot of scientific study to get all the answers that that they're looking for. Right now, they're just, in my opinion, right now, they're just kind of shooting from the hip, uh, yeah. following a pattern of what other viruses are known to do. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're taking crap shots. Yeah, basically. Yeah. In my I opinion, mean, I don't have any evidence I, to back that up, but that's just my opinion based on right. anecdotal ev evidence and what I'm seeing on the TV screen. It's hard to make an exact decision when nobody knows exactly what's going on. I mean, we're, they are as lost in Washington, D.C. as we are 
out in the middle of the country. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they even know what they can believe and not to believe. And everything's became politically divided with everything, which is another issue. Is uh, you cannot. I mean, if you look at all the instances now with all of our country being divided over these police shootings and instances of police brutality, you know, everything is politically divided. It's almost that if you're a Republican, they act like you're for the police being brutal. <laughs> brutal. Yeah. yeah. When, when George Floyd died, that was the first time that I had seen this country come together in agreement yes. 9-11. But it's went away so damn fast, like nobody that I talked to thought that the cop was in the right. Everybody's like, holy shit, I can't believe he murdered that guy. Now now the, the yeah. like slowly facts are starting to come out. I mean, it's starting to look more and more like I don't know if that guy will get convicted. I, I think it'll be very hard. My only hope in that matter right now with George Floyd is that when they have Derek Chauvin's trial, that it's a speedy trial and they have it in January or February when there's hopefully 30 inches of snow outside and they don't burn down the city again. Cause I find it, I think it'll be very hard for him to convict him. I mean, nobody waits for the evidence. Everybody wants instant gratification yeah. and it's across, across the board on all these situations and people are destroying our country over this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true, and, and the media is right there egging them on. Yes, it seems I mean, to how be long that. are we going to pretend like these are peaceful protests? Mostly, mostly peaceful protesters. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, mostly peaceful protesters. <laughs> you know, like the two planes that flew into the twin towers were mostly flying before they hit mm-hmm. the twin towers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean. It's driving driving me nuts as well as a lot of people. <laughs> they they and, are mostly expert pilots. And people act like, you know, all of the Democrats approve of the actions of these people. I think there's probably a lot of Democrats that do not like all of the country being tore up. I think there's oh, yeah. a, a majority of them that, you know, tend to look the other way, but not all of them agree that the country should be tore up well, like this. I, well, see, you just touched on a very important point right there, is that a lot of them don't, a lot of Democrats don't agree with this, this mostly peaceful protests and burning and looting and all that stuff, but they don't want to say anything because they don't want to come across as a Trump supporter. I mean, yes. that's how much hatred that the media has been able to gin up against it. I mean, I your complaints about Trump are legitimate. Whoever's listening, if you don't like Trump, you're you got a legitimate case. He's he is an asshole. He's a loudmouth. He's self-aggrandizing. He's everything. Every adjective you could possibly think of to throw at him would probably stick. Mm-hmm. But he's doing the right thing by this country, and he's staying within the parameters of the Constitution. I mean, you know, yep. that's all I wanted Barack Obama to do, but he refused. He never stayed in his lane. He yep. tried. He made law, and the and the Congress sat back and let him do it. Uh, or Boehner fi- filed a lawsuit. Whoop de doo! You know what the Supreme Court said? Dude, do your job. This is your this is your fight. This is what you're put here. You have the power within the Constitution to take care of us. Don't bring us to put it at our doorstep. Take care of it. And what did he do? Nothing. Yep. He went back and told his constituents, well, I tried. I mean, it all kind of goes back to me a little bit where we're at now. It all kind of goes back to the night that Trump beat Clinton. And it is, they said, we're going to make the next four years a living hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have done that, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've been... They've followed through with their promises. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, we had yeah. an impeachment, a bogus impeachment. <laughs> I mean, you could, they, they knew they were going to be able to impeach him. They were just, you know, propaganda yeah. impeachment is what I think it was. 
All right, look at this. We're going to impeach him. Impeach that motherfucker, they all said. Well, they knew they were going to be able to because they had the votes to do it. Now they knew that it wasn't going to get past that because there wasn't enough votes at the next level. I mean, the only Republican that voted for his impeachment was Justin Amash, who then switched from the Republican Party to the Libertarian Party. Mm-hmm. I believe he was the only Republican that voted for the impeachment. So, what does that tell you? I mean, you knew that this was going to happen. And I'm surprised, I won't be surprised if they don't do it again. He's going to be impeached multiple times before he's out of office, unless somehow he doesn't win the election this go-around. Because I've yet to see anybody support Joe Biden. I see people that say, oh, we're voting for Joe Biden. But it's not because they support him, it's because they hate fucking Trump. <laughs> right? And that's where that's I have what a I'm, problem. That's what I mean. And part of me thinks that a lot of people fucking voted for Trump because they hated the D.C. politics. They just wanted somebody outside. I don't know if Trump was the best candidate for the job. I think, I mean, looking back on it, you know, I wish Ted Cruz would have got it. That was your dude. (laughs) Ted Ted Cruz would have been good, you know, but Trump ran on Lion Ted and Little Marco and Sleepy Joe and all he did was Crooked Hillary threw out names. And right now, if he could just shut the fuck up, he'd be able to fucking slam. He'd be able to win this election in a slam dunk. He's almost stepping on his own te- on his own toes. I I have been saying that for four years. Just shut up and do your job. Exactly. So where do you see some of this going with the election and whatnot? What do you think about Joe Biden? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> What do I think about him? Yeah. I mean, he's only been in office for like 50 some odd years. Now he's got all these great ideas when he can't even yeah. tell you what his ideas are because he probably forgot half of them. So what's We're your take on it? The, you know, the thing that's everybody, I, he is a geriatric candidate for the nursing home, dude. He is, <laughs> I, I can't honestly even. I, I can't even fathom why any how anybody could look at him and go, mm, you know what? He's got my vote. I just I don't I don't get it. Yeah, and hopefully I will get somebody on I here mean, that the is the exact used opposite. To of you. I touch my to... hair in the swimming pool. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm out. I'm right there. I mean, I'm out. Yeah, it's I'm like out. the it's like the one meme where it says, if you look at if you if you assume that I'm a Trump supporter, that makes me racist. But I'm going to assume that if you support Biden, <laughs> you like to touch little kids. I say yeah. that maybe I like, like little yeah. kids touching. Yeah, you. they got they got a point, man. They got a point ever. And that's another thing is the day now nobody can talk about their opinions. Everybody does it in the form of a meme. I mean, there's so many yeah. memes out here that are so false and people share them as their facts. Oh, no, nobody, yeah, they, nobody they go viral. Any nobody does any research on anything before they just run with it. And it drives me nuts. I can't stand it. But I'm hoping that, you know, here soon I'll get somebody on here that just absolutely loves Biden. So if you're a Biden supporter, please convince me (laughs) on this. I'd love to talk to a Biden supporter. I've got some other ideas coming down the pipeline here. I've actually got me a debate that I'm trying to put together between a group of friends. And this should be good. So, I mean, we'll see what happens here. But I'm glad that I had a chance to get you on here today, Jeff Rowe. And I'm definitely I had on. fun. I'm definitely going to have you back on. Hopefully, uh, we can make this shit happen real soon. I mean, we got what? What do we have till the election? Two months and a few days to talk about this? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a long. We're on months. the last leg. It's going to be a long two months. I'm, I'm <laughs> just wondering what's going to happen in the next two months before we get to election day. Do you think? No. Do you think they're going to yeah, have a presidential you, you, debate between these two guys? I. It's hard telling. I. <laughs> I'm like Nancy Pelosi though. He's crazy if he gets up there. Yeah. And debates Trump. Yeah. I mean, I I just want to see it. I think it'll be great to witness. Because, I mean, you got one guy that can't get through a statement without f- flubbing it up, and another guy that just talks off the cuff and just says all kinds of fucking nonsense. 
and then just says yeah. believe me in between every line that he says. I don't like either of these motherfuckers. I don't know who to vote for. The only <laughs> thing I do know is I'm not voting for Biden. That's the only yeah. thing that I do know. I it'll be hard for me to vote for Biden. I do not I do not see any reason to vote for him just off of policies. Yeah. Just look strictly at policies. I cannot support him. Now Trump, I can't stand him. I'm I'm debating on whether I should vote for JoJo, Joe Jorgensen. And just go to the Libertarian <laughs> Party. But I don't know. My problem with Trump is I I have a conscience and I don't know if I can <laughs> vote for the motherfucker because I don't like him. I don't want to vote for somebody that I can't stand as a person. You know, yeah. he would gain ground with me if he just come out and say, Look, I fucking was banging Stormy Daniels. I like chicks. I paid hookers to pee on them. <laughs> just say the shit. Come out, be honest. I mean, nobody gave a shit that John F. Kennedy was banging Marilyn Monroe. Nobody cared. It's okay. You're Be right. honest. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, that's my problem where I'm at right now. But I, like I said, I want to find a Biden supporter out here that is willing to get on here and convince me and listeners on why we should vote for Biden without saying anything about Trump. <laughs> like, yeah, and I, I if you can do that, hit me up, message me, let me know. So, all right, dude, I gotta get this uh, trailer unloaded. So yep. I'll well, talk you to do you later. Day and I'll fun. hit you up. All right, later, buddy. See you later. Bye.